Hey, what's going on, y'all? My name is Josh Follin. I'm a fourth-year medical student, and I'll be going to Emory next year for um, radiology. Excited to be here. In our previous episode, we talked about gene expression and regulation specifically um, along that line, all the way from the DNA to post-translational modifications of proteins. Um, proteins are made up of amino acids, so I thought that it might be fun just to quickly go over amino acids um, there's a lot of them, uh, but more importantly, to go over the structure of proteins uh, and what they're comprised of. So let's get into it. Why not? Um, there are two general uh, groupings of amino acids. They can either be hydrophobic or hydrophilic. The main thing with hydrophobic um, amino acids to keep in mind are these usually have much, uh, much more carbon um, components. Um, they'll have carbon rings, they'll have long carbon chains. Um, so that's what makes these really hydrophobic. You're going to find these at the center of most proteins because proteins usually are surrounded by a cytosol which has a ton of water in it, um, and they're going to be hydrophobic. So you're going to find these in the center. And this is actually where a lot of the structure of that is going to come from. Um, so some important ones that I want to point out um, are specifically you know, tyrosine, phenylalanine, um, these, uh, these are important, specifically tyrosine, what you're going to see, and methionine as well, and then a little bit of tryptophan. So the reason I wanted to point these out, uh, specifically methionine, tyrosine, and tryptophan of the hydrophobic side chains is because these have a sulfur group, they have a hydroxyl group, they have a nitrogen group. If you remember um, me pointing out groups like this, you're going to see these uh, undergoing reactions. Um, these are not going to just give uh, you know structure to the protein. You're also going to see bonds happening here. So this is methionine, tyrosine, and tryptophan. Um, the other ones that I want to list specifically, um, you know, just to give you a full list of hydrophobic amino acids. You have glycine, you have alanine, you have valine, you have leucine, you have isoleucine, you have proline, you have methionine, you have phenylalanine, you have tyrosine, and tryptophan. Again, the ones that have interesting side chains are going to be your methionine, tyrosine, and tryptophan. You also um, should keep in mind proline, but uh, we'll get into that at another time. But the idea that proline, these are special cases because this has a nitrogen group and it's carbon um, ring. It's, uh, so like it's a little bit of an odd, odd one out. But just keep it in mind. Glycine is another one that's odd just because it has like no side chain. It just has the basic components of a, an amino acid. So this is another odd one out. But that nitrogen group is going to be super ready to do reactions. So that's another one. Um, so if we get back into um, hydrophilic amino acids, right, there's serine, there's threonine, these are cysteine, asparginine, arginine, lysine, glutamine, histidine, aspartic acid, glutamic acid, right? Ton of, tons of different ones. I don't necessarily want you to try to memorize them based off this episode. You need to go in and, um, you know, you should have the name down and the corresponding single letter down for each amino acid because you will be tested on that. Um, it could be considered medium yield, I would say, but you should have a general idea of how the hydrophobic amino acids, which ones are going to undergo uh, bonding. You know, specifically, you're going to have methionine, tyrosine, and tryptophan. You should also have an idea of the hydrophilic ones that are important, specifically histidine. Histidine has this really cool feature. So I don't know if you remember all the way back to um, your days in chemistry, but um, if you remember PK, 
and pH, right? The pKa is something and the pH. Well, the pKa is a specific thing. It looks at, um, at certain, uh, basically, pHs, what, um, how much of that specific ion is going to be protonated or deprotonated, right? So when the pKa of a, of, uh, of a, um, when the pKa of the ion equals the pH, it's going to be more or less the number of protonated ions are going to equal the deprotonated ions, right? And if you have um, a super high pH solution, there's going to be a ton of hydrogen around, so it's going to favor a protonated state of that ion, right? Um, whereas if the if the pH is way way higher, right? It's super basic and it's more than the pK. It's going to favor the deprotonated. So that's how I want you to look at pK versus pKH uh, or pH. I'm sorry. So histidine, which is a hydrophilic amino acid, is the only amino acid that has um, a almost neutral or uh, I would say physiological uh, neutral pKa. Right? Its pKa is around six. Uh, and our body's pH is around 7.4, right? So like um, this usually, you know, is chilling in basically a equal parts protonated, deprotonated state. So it allows us to like, this is going to have rapid reactions um, with slight changes, right? Things are going to change rapidly. Whereas um, the rest of the amino acids, these have either super low acidic pKa's or super high uh, basic PKs, so these are going to stay in their high, uh, protonated or deprotonated forms, right? So that's the interesting thing about histidine. Again, most of the hydrophilic amino acids, they have side groups that are either uh, have, uh, you know, OH groups, they have SH groups, they have uh, nitrogen groups. So these, like, readily like, they're polar um, usually, and they love to bind with water. So, like, they're going to be on the most outside part of the protein. So that's just a, a quick introduction to the amino acids and some things that you should be keeping in mind and like what I would consider like a down and dirty PK, PKH, understanding why it's pronated or deprotonated, right? So let's talk about the structure, right? So the primary structure of a protein, the primary structure of a protein is literally just the order of the amino acids. Don't think about structure, nothing like that. It's just the order of the amino acids. Right? The secondary structure is the interactions it's going to have with the water surrounding it as well as other amino acids. Right, So you now have to go from primary, which is just the straight up, what is this protein made out of? What amino acids are in the, in the chain? And then what, what, what are the reactions of the amino acids with themselves, between themselves, right, between other amino acids as well as its surroundings with the water? Right, And this is going to cause like you know, certain turns, this is going to give it an interesting structure. And this gives it its domain, right? So a domain is the smallest thermodynamically stable unit of a monomer. And a monomer is one continuous chain of, it's like basically one subunit of like a protein complex, right? Is what you can think of a monomer as. It's just a single polypeptide and the bonds that make up it um, in order of what the mRNA made, right? So the mRNA gets read, it makes a protein, that protein comes out, you have your primary structure, the interactions it has with other amino acids in that same chain, as well as its surrounding hydrophobic effects is a secondary structure. And then that secondary structure basically um, can uh, make the domain, right? And this, and, and this domain, right, then leads into uh, the tertiary structure. And the tertiary structure is basically uh, the final state of a monomer, right? It's, it's taking into account not only 
um, the uh, the effects of water and the amino acid re reactions, but also other monomers around it potentially. So when you look at the tertiary structure of a protein, it's the individual final state of the monomer when you take into all the interactions, including other monomers. And then the quaternary structure um, is going to end up being your assembled complex of monomers, which makes up your massive motin, uh, protein complex, right? You can have multiple monomers interacting with each other. Um, for example, ribosomes is a good one. Um, so this is the coronary structure. So again, just to quickly go through this, primary structure is the order of your amino acid. Secondary structure is going to be the hydrophobic effects, as well as the amino acid interactions between themselves. This makes up the domain, which is the smallest thermodynamically stable unit of a monomer. And then basically, when you look at how that monomer interacts with other monomers, but not yet like bound to them, right? That's going to be your tertiary structure, right? It's one or more domains for large monomers. This is the final state of the monomer. And then multiple monomers uh, conjoined together, forming a complex is your quaternary structure. So that's down and dirty amino acids just getting into some high yield stuff that you need to be aware of. On test day, they're gonna ask you to be able to identify structures. Um, they'll give you literally like, we're studying this kind of structure. Um, it's, we're looking at the hydrophobic effects of amino acids, what are we studying? And you'd say secondary structure of proteins. That'd be the answer on test day. Um, so that's sort of what uh, we hope to get across here. I hope that you found this helpful. The next one that we're going to talk about um, is going to be uh, DNA mutation and repair. And I thought that this was important because, you know, we were talking a little bit about in episode um, seven, how when translation gets messed up, you can have protein, or I'm sorry, when transcription gets messed up, you can end up with uh, mutations in translation, right? Well, where does, why is it getting messed up? Usually it's because of um, uh, DNA mutations. And this happens naturally. There's a bunch of different ways um, that it can occur. And we <clears throat> have four distinct ways of basically fixing our DNA, you know, to repair mutations so we don't have downstream effects. So we're going to get into that in the next episode. That'll be lecture uh, uh, podcast number 10, DNA mutation repair. We'll see you there.